Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Assistant Pastor Tim Rogers. All right, so we have a couple of scriptures this morning. All right, so we're going to do quite a bit in Psalms today. All right, so we got three scriptures here. So my suggestion would be to turn to the first two first. All right. Uh, depending on how your Bible is laid out, mine are actually with, on the same page. All right. And then we'll turn to this last one. Everybody a minute to get there. A couple of very familiar scriptures and then maybe one that you may not have heard as much, but uh, it's going to bless you today. When you get there, say, I have it. That sounds like the majority, so I'm going to go ahead and start reading. So the first one is Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. All right. One scripture that I know that most of us heard, uh, if we've been in church any length of time, uh, we've heard this scripture. But one of the things I want you to focus on this morning is the word light. Okay. That's going to be the focus this morning, the word light. All right. So go over to 130, verse 130. And it says, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. All right. So we have the light portrayed as a lamp in the first scripture. All right. In the second scripture, now we get a little bit more. It says that your words give light. Okay. All right. So now let's turn to the last one. Psalm 36 and 9. And it reads, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. All right. Hallelujah. Focus on the word light this morning. All right. So this morning, we're going to dive in a little bit to why this light is important. All right. And specifically, it is still a sound from heaven because we're talking about the word of God. Right. Amen. So the word of God, kind of going back a little bit from when I preached two weeks ago, I talked about the word cycle. Right. And that the word comes from the father. Right. Comes down to us. It should be planted in our hearts. And then when it gets planted in our hearts, the fruit of that word should come up. And then what we should do is then proclaim back to God what he has done through his word. Right. So that's that cycle. And I told you that it's a kind of a representation of the same water cycle that you learn in science class. Right. It's how everything kind of moves. Right. So we should be speaking back to God what he's saying to us. Right. That's one of the ways that we acknowledge to him that we heard him. Right. It's just like having a kid. Right. If you speak to them and you say something to them, you are expecting a response. Right. So that's why we're talking about this being a sound from heaven. All right. So this morning, we're going to dive into it a little bit differently today is, is that we're going to talk about light. Because we just read several scriptures that say that the word brings the light. Right. 
Jesus said that we are the light of the world, right, over in Matthews and 5, right, chapter 5, right? So if we're the light, then we got to know where it's coming from, right? So we understand now that it's coming from the word. So, but now, why is that important? So let's go into that a little bit. So, wrong way. All right. So let's talk about light, sunlight a little bit. So here's some characteristics of sunlight. So the speed of light is 186,000 miles per second. That's how fast light travels. All right. So these are the best guesstimates that I could find scientifically because actually they can't really narrow it down exactly because it's too fast. All right. So this is what we think. Or if you calculate that to miles per hour, that's 671 million miles per hour. All right? That, that's pretty fast. All right? So I'm, it's going to make sense in a minute. All right? It takes about eight minutes and seven seconds for sunlight to travel from the face of the sun to the earth. Eight minutes. So as it comes off the sun, eight minutes later, it hits earth. That's pretty fast. Okay. It would take light 100,000 years to travel across the Milky Way galaxy. 100,000 years. That's a long time. At 671 million miles per hour. So what I want you to see here is how big God is, one. Because we're only talking about the Milky Way galaxy. We ain't talking about no other ones. We ain't got there yet. But more specifically, this light that he created. Look at what he created. That's, that's pretty awesome. It takes light 1.3 seconds to travel between the moon and the earth. So I can't even say that sentence in 1.3 seconds. <laughs> right? So just to come from the moon to us, one second, light travels, all right? So why is this important? Well, the important thing is here is, is that what I'm talking about right here is natural light. I'm not talking about spiritual light yet. So if natural light is that powerful, if natural light is that potent, if natural light can travel that fast, how much more so should the word of God bring light to us? It should be instantaneous when God gives us something. Now, there are a lot of things, mostly us in the way of that. But what I want you to see here is, is that if God created all of that, he sure enough can take care of us. He sure enough can give us what we need in the time that we need it. He can surely be with us no matter where we are. Right? Because that's pretty awesome. That's even hard to even think about conceptually in my mind. Right? I mean, we're not in Star Trek yet. Right? They, they hoping to get there. Right? <laughs> they talk about those warp drives a little bit. Right? That warp drive is supposed to be the equivalent of moving at the speed of light. But that's TV. Man ain't close to it yet. 
And I'll be honest, I don't know if we should get close to it, right? We tear something up, <laughs> right? But we only see that on TV. But in reality, this is happening every day. This is what we wake up to and sometimes can be taken for granted. It can be taken for granted that the sun is there and it's shining. Yep, because we just expect it to be. But I don't want to take for granted what God is trying to do in us. I don't want to take advantage of that. I want to make sure that I'm right, that when his word comes and it says it brings light, that I should be illuminated. We should be illuminated everywhere we go. It's important. All right. So what I want to talk about a little bit today is, is that when we think about this, what came to my mind was efficiency. Efficiency. I know some of you that work in corporate America, depending on where you're at, you hear this word quite frequently. Right. Efficiency. So I'm not talking about being effective. Two different words. Okay. I'm talking about efficiency. Efficiency is something that's supposed to gauge how much waste is happening, how much lack is happening, right? So if we're doing something, how do we measure that we're actually being efficient, meaning that we're not doing more than we should, one, and then two, we're not wasting the resources that we have, all right? So, again, for me, God asked me the question is, is that am I being efficient with the word that he's given me? Am I just wasting it? Well, how do I waste it when I don't shine right? Because he already said that his word brings the light. So the light's there. The question is, is that am I being efficient with what he's given me? Is it affecting those that are around me? Is it changing the dynamic of where I work? Is it touching people when I'm riding in my car and I pass them? Can people see it? Right? So how efficient am I being with the word of God? Now, one thing that happens is, is that corporations pay a lot of money for people to, to help them with their efficiency. They do it all the time. You get all of these reviews. You get all of these planning meetings and sub-planning meetings and staff meetings and you get all of this stuff all around being efficient. So it's amazing that the world can concentrate on that, but even in the church sometimes we don't. From God's standpoint, though. Because what they're trying to do is just material stuff. What we're talking about will last forever. Right? So when we think about this, we have all of these scriptures that talk about how powerful the world, the, wor- the word is, right? So when we think about it, it says it is spirit and it is life, right? It says that uh, the Bible says that we should not live by bread alone, but from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In John, it says that in him was light and the life of men. Talking about Jesus. Right. So all of this is focused on 
us getting that word and ultimately the light that comes with it. So here's the thing, though. We can't have the word and the absence of the light. That, that, that doesn't, doesn't work. So if there's word, there should be light. Right? The apostle has talked about it that the, the spirit separates, right? So we talked about even in creation, he talked about how he spoke the word, which is Jesus, and then the spirit came right after that. Right? So we ought to be being separated with the light as well. It should be doing something in us. It should be a reaction when that word hits us. All right. The same reaction that happens even in nature. All right. So let's talk about that a little bit. Photosynthesis. All right. I'm going to make it easy. It's not going to be hard. I promise. Photosynthesis. Right. It's the process by which plants and other organisms, it's not actually just plants, but it's other stuff that does it too. What? Converts light energy, light, light energy to chemistry energy or chemical industry, uh, energy, excuse me. Right? So what is that? That means it basically changes it from the light to something that it can consume. That's what photosynthesis is on the surface, real simple. It changes the light energy to something that it can consume, a chemical, a gas, a, a substance that it can use. All right? So I want you to think about this a little bit here. So we're actually part of the ecosystem of the world, right? All right? So there's one key thing that plants do for us. It provides something for us. It provides oxygen, right? So how does that oxygen come? That oxygen actually comes from photosynthesis. So if it doesn't do the photosynthesis, it doesn't breathe out any oxygen. That's pretty vital for us, right? So the plant, light hits it, it does photosynthesis. The output of that is oxygen. The other way around. We as humans, we breathe in, right? We breathe in oxygen and we exhale carbon dioxide, right? Guess what the key component of photosynthesis is that they need? Carbon dioxide. Isn't that amazing how God put that together? Right? So photosynthesis can't happen without carbon dioxide. It can't. Doesn't work. So we're interdependent on each other. Right? So when we think about this, we, we got to think about what, what are we breathing in? So now let's make it, let's go to the spiritual side of this. So God says he sends down his word. We should be breathing in his word. Right? Okay, so here, here, here's what I want you to focus on, though. When you think about respiration, which is how we breathe, you have to inhale and exhale. It's not enough just to inhale. You just try inhaling, you're going to die. Okay, so I want everybody to take a deep breath in when I say, and then we're going to breathe out. All right, I'm telling you, it's going to make sense in a minute. Just, just hold on. So breathe in and breathe out. Okay, now, when you breathe in and breathe out, your lungs expand, 
and then they decrease, right? Now, if you try to breathe in deep, but you don't exhale, what happens? Doesn't work very well. So what happens is you kind of hit a sputter because your body's saying, look, 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 I got to get rid of what's in here, right? Because the carbon dioxide comes from when your body makes energy from what you just broke, breathe in. So you, you make the energy, and then you got to get rid of all of the waste, right? So in the spirit, we're getting a lot of work, but we're not breathing right because we're breathing like we, we have shallow breaths. Well, we're like we got asthma. So God says, I'm sending all this to you. You're receiving it, you're, but you're not breathing right. So, with, 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 so you're not actually exhaling everything that you need to be exhaling. So what do you need to be exhaling? When that word comes in, bitterness should come out. Right? When you breathe in, joy comes in, sadness should go out. Right? You breathe in healing, your disease should come out. Yeah. Right? So what we're doing is we're consuming all this stuff, and then we just keep everything else in us, though. We, we don't want to breathe the stuff out. God, I, I, I don't know if you can heal me. I'm just holding on to it. God, I don't really know if you can deliver me. I, I'm just going to hold on to it. What, it, what it, that looks like is we're suffocating. And God is saying, why are you in my body, in my church, dying? Because we're not breathing. We don't want to let go of that bitterness. We don't want to let go of that anger. We don't want to let go of that jealousy. We don't want to let go of the resentment that's in our hearts. God is saying, if you just take in the light and you breathe out what you're supposed to, it'll happen naturally. All we need to do is submit. That's it. So we got to make sure that we're not asthmatic in the church. We got to make sure that we're not sitting in the seats and we're still dying, even though God is providing what he needs to provide to us. He says you have everything you need. Amen. But when we think about this, this light that comes in, I want to talk about three reactions that should happen when the light of God's word comes into us. All right. Three. All right. There. Um, there's more. But these are the three that God really put on my heart to talk about today. All right. So the great thing is I'm going to give them to you and then I'm going to explain them. See how nice I am. All right. So we're going to dive into this a little bit. All right. So three, three reactions when the light of the word enters. So the first one is our gifts and purpose get stirred up. Okay? So when we breathe in God's word and his light, the gifts that he has put in us and his purpose should get stirred up. That stirred up should bring us to attention of what he wants us to do. Okay? So the one... The example that God get laid on my heart about this is Moses. So when Moses was at that burning bush on the backside of that mountain by himself, the word says that the bush was burning. 
Now, what's interesting about these events is, is that the Bible is not specific on how long that bush was burning. So it could have been burning for a little while, and he just didn't pay it any mind. So the Bible is very specific that when Moses turned to look at it, then God spoke. So what does that mean for us? There are sometimes God is putting a burning bush there for us in our lives, but until we make some attempt to pay attention to it, he's not going to speak to us. If you just keep bypassing it like it's just normal, then don't expect nothing. Because the word said when he turned, then God spoke. All right. So when he turned to look at it, he told him what he wanted him to do, to go before Pharaoh. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, right? Moses kept complaining. Well, God, what, if, well, what am I supposed to tell him when I get there? He said, tell him that I sent you. Well, who should I say sent me? I am that I am sent me, sent you, right? That's what God told him. Then he said, well, God, what if they don't believe me? So even after all that, Moses still says, well, God, what, what if they don't believe me? Right. So the next question God asked Moses is, is what's in his hand? So. I believe that's the same question God is asking us. What's in our hands? So as the events go, Moses looks at the stick or the rod that's in his hands and God tells him, throw it down. And it turns into a serpent. Right. And he gets scared. And he says, God says, no, just just pick it up. And he picks it up and it turns back into a stick, right? All right. So when the light of God's word comes into us, there's two things we need to know. One, it will reveal what we should be doing for the kingdom of God and stirring up the gifts that we need to accomplish that because he gave them to us before the foundation of the world. Why? Because that's when we were created in the spirit. So we had it the whole time. It's just that we needed the light of God's word to show it to us. And then two, he's going to say, what's in your hand? So what resources do you already have? Too many times we go to God, oh, well, I don't have this. I, I I, I need a building, God, to do this. God says, what do you have? Notice God moved on what Moses already had. The stick was nothing before God spoke to it. Same thing for us. What resources do we already have? God says, I know it just looks like mean, meaningful stuff there, meaningless. It's not, it doesn't look like a whole lot. But when I touch it, it will be. So we have to get to the point where we say, God, we show us the resources we already have. And in that, then we get an opportunity to operate in the gifts and the purpose that he has for us. Or are we going to continue to complain about what we don't have? Are we going to continue to compare ourselves to what somebody else already has? Okay, so all right, I'm talking about me. I've done that. God, why do they have it, but I don't? Maybe the simple question is, is that they use the resource they had. Same thing he's telling us to do. So the question is, is that are we going to trust God to use what we already got? Or are we going to think that we know so much that 
God, this possibly can't be the way you want me to work this. This can't be right. Right? I, I talked about that a little while ago between the difference between the plan and the path, right? Yeah. Right? I talked about that where we, we sometimes have this plan. God says write the plan and make it plain. He does say that. But it, then say, but it also says that God orders our steps. Well, what does that mean? The two come together. You need both. So even though you had a plan, the path you might be trying to take might be wrong. Why? Because we want to skirt around all the problems. We want to skirt around all of this stuff. God says, no, I really need you to go that way. Right? So we got to make sure that we align ourselves with the path of God, also with the plan of God. You can't have one without the other. You end up in a desert trying to go your way, even if you've got the right plan. God is saying, I'm trying to get you to the right destination. The right destination requires that you submit to the path that I've laid out. Amen. Now, let's be honest. That plan might include some stuff that we don't like. <laughs> but it's important that we trust God with it anyway. All right? So when the light of God's word comes in, our gifts and our purpose get stirred up. What resources, what do you have in your hand, family? And sometimes this doesn't necessarily mean material things either. All right? You got, you got some kindness to show somebody? That I'm, whew, how, how far could that go? Somebody could just remember you a year later just because you were kind to them. That ain't got nothing to do with money, buildings, architectural plans, none of that, man. You don't need any of that. Just because you were kind, they remember. And what does God do? He touches their heart to do something for you. It's a resource. But are we using it? All right? So reaction number one, our gifts and purpose get stirred up. All right, all right. This all right so far? All right, so let's go ahead to reaction number two. All right. So reaction number two is allow what you've been through to become your beauty. <laughs> allow what you have been through to become your beauty. All right. So let's see if we can we can explain this. <laughs> All right. I think I, if I got order right. OK. I want you guys to take a take a look at this picture here. Doesn't that look awesome? Beautiful, isn't it? All right, so we got a picture of the moon here, a little lake and stuff reflecting off of it, and it this looks awesome. All right, but I want I want I want to talk to you about this moon and what it's doing. All right. So the one thing though that we have to make sure that we understand is is that the moon has no light of its own. Right. So without the light being provided. It just blends in to the background in space. You, would, you wouldn't even see it. It's just nothing there, right? So when that light hits it, though, it illuminates. It looks bigger than it really is. It shows all the beauty that it has, but it also shows the beauty of 
the object that is providing the light. In this case, it's the sun. Right? But what I want you to also focus on is all of these little craters and stuff in there, right? Right? What I want you to focus on is, is that without the light, you couldn't see those. You, you wouldn't be able to see those craters on there, right? But the question I have for you, is that a bad thing that you can see them? <laughs> okay. All right. So let's keep, let's keep moving, right? So that light is shining on that moon. Now we get to see all of its splendor, all of its beautifulness, all of the glory that's being shined on it from the source, right? Now, the craters actually add into the beauty, don't take away when the light's hitting it, right? So it's the same thing with us. So sometimes, yeah, we, we, we have to go through things. Sometimes God has delivered us for certain things. But when the light of God hits us, we can't be ashamed that we might have a couple craters that somebody might see. The glory that is coming through us, through God, outshadows all of that. When you look at that moon, that, that first thing you think about is how beautiful. You don't think about that crater. It is the farthest thing from your mind, right? So what it's done is it's taken its imperfections. The light has taken the flaws of the moon and made them look beautiful. So the same thing happens to God when he shines on our lives. Even though we might have imperfections, even though we might have been through some things, even though we might have been sad last year, even though we may have had something happen to us that was traumatic the year before, it doesn't even matter. When the light of God shines on us, even if people can see it, all they see is glory. They don't see our mess. But the problem is, is that we get it and then we say, God, but somebody might see it. God says, so? When we say that, it hasn't become our beauty. It shows God that we're internally grateful for him for what he's done for us. It doesn't matter. Well, God, I don't want to tell him I, I, I had a problem with alcohol. Why not? Amen. I don't want to tell him, God, that I had a problem with pornography. Amen. Why not? All that's doing is showing the glory of God through your life. Yeah. Because you're not taking credit for delivering yourself. Amen. And when somebody looks at that, all they're going to see is, like, oh, my gosh, they got through that because of what God did for them? They ain't thinking about what it was. So when the word comes in, the light comes in, and it needs to make us look beautiful in front of whoever sees us. It doesn't matter. God gets the glory for all of it because we're not providing the light, just like the moon ain't. The moon ain't providing any of that. All it does is receive and reflect. <laughs> receive and reflect. God says, all I need you to do is show him what I did for you. All I need you to do is tell him that you love me. All I need you to do is show them and tell them that I am the king of kings. 
All I need you to do is tell them that I am the only true and living God. That's all we got to do. As soon as we do it, we look like that. It doesn't matter what comes after that. We thank God for being able to walk in his glory. And in doing so, we affect the people that are around us. We have to allow what we've been through to become our beauty. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. 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 All right. All right. One more, one more, one more. All right. Reaction number three. Our understanding is increased. Our understanding is increased. Over there in James, it says that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it liberally and without reproach. Right. So what I want you to see here is this this one's real simple, but it's important. There are some things that we're looking for, but we really haven't asked God about them. We try to assume that we know the answer. (laughs) All right. All right. I have done that. I've done it. I've done it. God, I know how to do this. All right. I'm good. And then I get in it and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, This 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 is messed up now. (laughs) Now I really got to go back, right? So God is saying that if you need something, ask him, right? Now, I have a, I got two scriptures that I need to read to you because when when God showed me this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So I want want to read, I'm actually going to give them to you as well. So Job chapter 15, verse (laughs) 8. And I'm going to go ahead and read it. Job 15 and 8, it says, have you heard the counsel of God? Do you limit wisdom to yourself? Okay. So let me, let, me, let me set the foundation a little bit here so we know what we're talking about. Obviously, this is Job, right? This is before he's actually talking to God, though. He's talking to one of his friends. And his friends is asking him, have you had counsel with God? Do you limit your wisdom to yourself? So basically, his friend is asking him, have you even asked God about this? And if you have, why are you trying to go off of what you think you know? That's basically what he's saying to him. So that's just taking our own knowledge and thinking that we can outthink God. God, we know how to handle this. Okay, okay. All right. All right, so the second one. Job 38 and 2. It said, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without wisdom? Who is this who darkens, darkens counsel by words without wisdom? Now, this time, it is actually God talking to uh, to Job. And he's asking him is when he goes through the laundry list of questions. Job, were you there when I created the foundation? Were you there when you did? Right. So it's right before that. That's where God says. You're talking and making a bunch of noise with no wisdom. So what it made me think about is, is have, you, have you guys ever met a person that knows everything? 
Yeah, think they know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm, 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 I'm going to be that person today. So I'm going to say, I know everything. <laughs> right? So have you ever met that person? It don't matter what it is. They could have been a farmer growing up, but they know about computers. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I don't think you understand how a bank runs their business on computers and you grew up as a farmer and you have no relation to the bank. Probably unlikely. So I don't like to say absolutes, right? So probably not. But that's like me trying to be an artist. I can't draw with two shapes together, about as far as it's going to get, right? But that's like me saying, it's an artist came to me, yeah, do you understand the canvas and the type of paint, oil base? No, I don't. But that's like you saying, yeah, I know, but you're doing it wrong. <laughs> See, I found this little spot that you can get this paint. And it's a mixture of all that. You ain't even got to do all that. that. That's like me saying that to an artist. Right? So when I started thinking about this, God is saying, I want to give you understanding. It comes when the light of my word comes in. But with that, you can't be so prideful that you know what to do. We can't sit in there and say, well, God, I'm going to just do it my way. God is saying, why are you talking and there's no wisdom behind it. Wow. Now, here's the, here's, the, here's the kicker, though. God says, I'll give you the, the wisdom. So it's not a question about us not being able to get what we need. We can get it. The problem is that sometimes we just don't go after it. We sit in there and say, God, I, I know how to handle this. God says the only way that you're going to get the understanding and the wisdom you need is from the light of my word. It's the only way. It's got to come that way. It allows us to know things that we shouldn't know. <laughs> In the natural. Right? Right? Like things that uh, Apostle talks about, right, that he reveals all things to his prophets, right? Well, what is that? We really shouldn't know the future. How, how are we going to know that? But we do know because of the wisdom of God. He reveals it through what? His word. Right? So we walk in this all the time. God gives us supernatural things all the time. Apostles have been talking about that God is going to give people ideas spontaneously. What is that? Do you know what it is before you get it? No. Is there a way, any way for you to know it? No. The only way that you know it is through the, the word. But we have to be humble about it and understand that we don't know everything. And a lot of times we, it's easy to walk around and say, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. The Bible is filled in the Gospels with Paul talking about, I would have you not be ignorant, brother. Well, what, what God is saying, wisdom, wisdom, understanding. I'm trying to give it to you. All you have to do is submit and receive it. Amen? All right. So the three, three, the three reactions when light of the word enters. All right. You start off. So I just want you to sit 
and, and just think about, just focus on the Lord a little bit here. I know this was, uh, this was some good stuff for me. Because I, when God can refocus you sometimes, it's an awesome thing. And I feel like that, that is one of the things that he's been doing through this whole series is, is that he's refocusing us, refocusing us so that we understand how important he is. We've heard the word of God almost every time we come into a church, but understanding that light that comes with that and what we should be doing with it brings a whole new level of what we can walk in. And then being honest enough to know, say that if we didn't know this, that we know it now. Because I took it for granted. God, how, oh, there's more to this than just that? Yeah. And I'm just scratching the surface. When the light of God's word comes into you, is it stirring up your gifts and your purpose? Is that doing it for you personally? Is it doing that? Is it allowing what you've been through to become your beauty? Are you allowing the word to do that for you? Because with that beauty comes no shame. There is no shame when you're walking in beauty. There have been people that have had to deal with shame because they, God has healed them, but they just still feel bad about what they went through. God is saying, let, let the beauty shine. The shame got to go. Are we really seeking God for understanding? Yeah, we might be reading the word, but we, are we reading it with an understanding? Are we really asking God, show me what this really means? Show me another way to look at this. Because he's infinite. There are so many ways to look at one scripture that I can't even tell you. Because he's all-knowing. There's always something God can show. Can show us. Question are, are we going to be open enough? Are we breathing right in the church? And I'm talking more specifically in this body. Are we inhaling God's word and allowing it to remove the stuff that we don't need? These are questions that we need to, to really sit down with the Father on. These are personal. There's some things I got to let go too. I got to let them go, let them go, let them go. To make sure that I'm breathing and not suffocating myself while sitting in a shame that we got plenty of churches and people are dying it's awful because they're getting what they need and they're just not they're not operating they're not allowing the word to show them he'll pinpoint it right for you it, if you quietly just ask even right now he'll show you doesn't take a whole lot. We just have to have the willingness to do it.
We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.